this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today our guest is Eric Stevenson. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Oh, boy, I get a good grade. (laughs) Eric Stevenson, who is from the Animal Farm Foundation, and his official title is Special Programs Manager. We're very excited to learn more about your great work with animals and farms these days. So, So, welcome to Radio Rotary. Eric, tell us, what is the Animal Farm Foundation? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Animal Farm Foundation is an advocacy group, and our goal is to end discrimination for dogs that are labeled pit bull in shelters and for their owners, people that own them. Um, we do that through some of our programs. Um, we have three different programs. We have a Pause of Purpose program, which is a program at Rikers Island. We have a detection dog program where we train dogs that are labeled um, pit bull or just shelter dogs, and they are trained as narcotics detection dogs and police. Wow, yeah, um, really? Is this just, it's specifically for pit bulls because they have such it's, a bad rap? Well, we... Or is it other, like, I mean, Dobermans and other... Exactly. Any dogs that's, that are facing fierce. discrimination, it's not necessarily, we don't really do anything with breed. We don't uh, DNA test our dogs. We just get dogs out of shelters that are able to do the work. Um, okay. our, our other program is a service dog program. Um, so we train dogs um, that for people with disabilities. So is this exclusively, you, you go exclusively to the shelters yes. then? That's yes, where it's, your it's pool of candidates yep, are. Specifically okay, for, I'm just from trying to get my dogs. arms around yep. your mission, exactly. Yep, well, shelter dogs. Yeah, shelter Eric, dogs. Eric, let, okay, let's, um, cool. Let's let's go back to your first point. How did yes. pit bulls get a bad reputation? Yes. I mean, I my daughter has a great a, question. A, a shelter dog that's a part pit bull, and it'll lick you to death before it, it bites you. I mean, it's a ver- the friendly, sweetest dog on the face of the planet. But how did pit bulls get a bad reputation? How did it happen? Um, it's a lot of just the media. It just happens to be the dog that's that's popular right now. Um, it started out bloodhounds had that reputation, then Dobermans. Oh, I remember Dobermans then, and Shepherds. Uh, Rottweilers, Shepherds, Shepherds, and it's yeah. kind of shifted along, and it's become pit bulls. Pit bull is actually not a breed, so it makes it much more difficult. Oh, no? No, it's not a breed. It is um, mainly the, the reason we say pit bulls labeled that people look at a dog and they say it's a pit bull because it has a big head, head. or it has like a... It looks uh, like Winston Churchill. It's a bulldog, right? A little right? Pit, pity, pity is Exactly. Right. People say that, but that's not necessarily a pit bull. There's not a breed... Interesting. Never knew bull. that. So we that's why we say we take dogs labeled pit bull in shelters because we don't do stereotyping and labeling. We don't do DNA testing. We specifically, um, like my shirt says, all dogs are individuals. That's our philosophy. So we try and evaluate each specific dog on its own. Some could be a detection dog. Some could be a service dog. Some are going to be pets and be a couch potato. So you you go to the shelter and you recruit or you find, Mm -hmm. you rescue, you take three dogs. Where do they go? Do they go home? Do they go home with Eric? <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Sometimes they do, <laughs> um, but we have we have a facility in um, Amenia. Uh, that's where our training center is, and that's where our kennels are. So the dogs would come back there, 
and we will evaluate them for. Is this the, where they train the the um, pound, the pu- puppies with the convicts and all that that they take into the prison system? Yep. yep. So we I, have the dogs I'm from would come, that area. So the, I know where the you're the dogs talking. would come from wherever shelter we puppies behind go bars. To. I think that's, that's one program. Yeah, that's one. Ours is called uh, Pause of Purpose. Pause of Purpose. And it's at Rikers Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dogs would come out of the shelter, come to us, and we will work. We'll start working with them, evaluating them to see if they're going to be a service dog, if they're going to be a detection dog, or if they're going to just get adopted and be a pet. So or, what their aptitude is. Then. Exactly. You, you yep. guys figure it out and you yep. vet them. And then how long does it take to, to train a dog? Uh, it depends on what. I mean, for Specifically, a service dog. A service dog. So, um, Which we, is defined as what? Service dog. A service dog is a dog that helps a person with a disability so that they can okay. live a normal life. It like has like to be, a seeing eye dog? Yes, a seeing eye dog is a service dog. Right. We, we don't train um, seeing eye dogs. We oh, okay. do uh, hearing dogs. So for people with um, hearing loss, we do mobility dogs for um, people in a wheelchair or people with uh, balance issues or like needing things retrieved um they, the dogs can mobility, open doors okay. like oh mobility. wow yeah. yeah open doors and retrieve items and, and, and what about emotional support yep. so dogs. the next do you one you guys do that so there's a difference okay Tell- a psychiatric service dog yes is a dog for someone with ptsd mm-hmm. or anxiety and the mm-hmm. dog can alert to them um if they're going to have an anxiety attack, it can give them space from people, that type of thing. It's different than an emotional support dog. An emotional support dog does similar things. It makes a person feel comfortable at home, yeah. but they do not have um, public access rights. Right. They can go on a plane, but they can't go to the grocery store with you. Right. A service dog has full public access in public how areas. Do you, how do you tell the difference when you're out in public? Don't they have little outfits, vests that so, identify them? Technically, a service dog does not have to wear the vest. It, okay. does, it, it has to be task trained, meaning it has to do something that you need it to be out in public with you for, whether it's hearing or or. Uh, picking up items that type of thing um so the person when you go into a store they can ask you is your dog a service dog yes it is is it task trained yes it is an emotional support dog is not task trained and they're not allowed to go into a grocery store there's not it's it's a little bit different thing um we were talking about therapy dogs also therapy dogs are Similar, they make people feel better in a nursing home or in the library, that type of thing. Well, they're mo- they're visitors, aren't they? Exactly. That's the difference. They have a handler that brings the dog to make other people feel better. Service dog is working. It's basically a piece of medical equipment. Equipment. So it's, it's like your glasses. You need to wear your glasses when you're out. Yes. Same thing with the service dog. The person that has a service dog has to have the service dog with them at all times. Well, Eric okay. Steppenson of uh, Animal Farm Foundation, let's take it from uh, the beginning. Um, you, uh, a, a dog uh, is brought to your shelter or somebody calls you up and say, hey, we have this dog that um, we no longer uh, you know, want to have. How, what happens? We, How do they find you? We strictly look for dogs in shelters. Yeah. Um, so we will go to different shelters and evaluate dogs. We don't okay. take uh, owner surrender dogs. All right. So we'll go to different shelters. Sometimes they'll call. They'll, uh, different shelters will call us. They'll tell us, oh, we have a dog we think might make a good service dog or it might make a good detection dog. And then we'll go to evaluate that dog. And if, if it works out, we'll bring them back to our shelter and then start training. 
Okay, and uh, are the trainers volunteers or part of your staff? Nope, it's all st- all staff. Um, we have we have a few people that do and different. How many people on staff? That's a lot if you've yeah, got to stop and yeah. count, Mr. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Eric from Animal Farm Foundation. <laughs> you know, you know, we're going to find out more about the Animal Farm Foundation and their shelter after we find out from Sarah O'Connell Clater, who shelters Radio Rotary by sponsoring us this week. Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, Patterson Auto Body, and the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown Sunrise East, Fishkill Fishkill, Goshen Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Kingston Liberty, Millbrook Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. And we're back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Rotarian Susan Simon of Third Eye Associates. Rotarians devote themselves to caring for others. Sometimes we forget to care for ourselves, especially when it comes to planning for our future. At Third Eye Associates, we provide fee-only financial life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. ThirdEyeAssociates.com for more information or call us at 845-752-2216. That's 845 845- There is always a reason to live. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA of Dutchess County and the Mark Agency. Suicide impacts tens of thousands of people each year and is often the result of untreated depression. Do not let the stigma keep you from talking to your doctor. The Claudio Cares Foundation and MHA want everyone struggling with depression to know that we all have a reason to live. Don't be a statistic and don't leave your loved ones wondering what they should have or could have done. What is your reason to live? Call MHA at 473-2500. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. Sir? How much is that doggy in the window? The one one with the service jacket on. Bow wow. Um... Okay, now that we've created our own music bed, we need to welcome <laughs> the real person who is here, who is not a four-footed with paws, but works with the Animal Farm Foundation, Eric Stephenson, and he is the special programs manager. And we've been chatting about their um, e- efforts in recruiting and vetting um, dogs that may have had kind of a poor poor reputations uh, perhaps undeservedly so and train them for different um, working purposes right. so Eric so, Eric give us a, a recap, recap of all people that. may have tuned in late what's the Animal Farm oh. Foundation what do you folks do thank you for having me um, Animal Farm Foundation is an advocacy group for dogs that are labeled pit bull in shelters and for their owners and we have a few different programs we have a detection dog program where we take shelter dogs and train them as narcotics detection dogs or weapons detection dogs. We also have a service dog program where we take shelter dogs and train them for people with disabilities. Now, you mentioned in the first part of the program that um, 
you train these dogs to help uh, the hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. Like, are they, were they pulling their sleeves if there's a, like a fire in the house or something, like Lassie? <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah. Um, basically, what the dog will do is whether it will come and alert to the person. Basically, they'll take their nose and tap them on their leg, yeah. kind of like tapping you on the shoulder. Okay. Um, if there's their phone goes off, if they leave the refrigerator, refrigerator oh, wow. open, if the microwave goes off or the mm-hmm. toaster, front door, that type of thing. We train a different alert for the smoke alarm. Um, okay. The dog will come over and will nose them and bark and paw. And it's a different kind of thing. Um, in the first alert, when the dog alerts to the phone or something, the, the handler is able to ask them, where is it? And the, per- the dog will take them to the front door, the refrigerator, wow. or whatever the sound is that's, that's um, being alerted to. The smoke alarm, we don't want the dog bringing the person to, to the, the to smoke the, alarm. Exactly. So we train a different alert. The dog, it's a, it's much more excited. We'll, he'll nose, he'll paw, he'll bark, and the person knows. Okay, it's it's a fire alarm. I'm not going to ask where is it. We're going to leave. We're going to exit. The training exactly. happens at your facility or in the person's yeah. home. We do a little bit of both. We mm-hmm. do a lot of the training um, at our facility in Amenia, um, and then we'll bring the person there to work with the dog. And then once they're comfortable, they know the basics. Then. I basically will bring the dog to them and do training in their house. And is there a cost to the deaf person? There is not a cost for any of our dogs. No, really? I'm, well, I'm, how, I'm, where do you get your funding from? We are very fortunate to have um, our founder like f- um, funds our programs, but then we are now starting to take donations. So are you a 501c3 at this We're time? We're a nonprofit, yeah. So that's and great. So folk, that's, again, the Animal Farm Foundation. And if folks at home want to learn more about your organization, do you have a website? Yes, we do. It's uh, animalfarmfoundation.org. Give us that one more time. It's animalfarmfoundation.org. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We'll have our great guest, Eric Stephenson, repeat that in the third portion of our program. So uh, how long does it take to, to train a dog to, to do everything for the, the, per, the person who's hearing impaired? Uh, probably it, it depends on the dog and on the person. Yeah. Uh, six to eight months, probably. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Now, you also talked about detection dogs, dogs that can t- detect weapons yep. and Oh, I want to hear narcotics. more about that. How, now, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you train them to do that? So we have a trainer in um, Midlothian, Texas. Um, it's called Sector Canine, and they we sponsor the training and the care of the dogs. So he, he's the one that does our training there. So any of the dogs that we... So you transport the we dog? Tr- we transfer, transport the dogs to Texas, to Midlothian, um, and he will train them. Approximately eight weeks. That's all in, it takes? In detection, yep. So then they go out then, to law enforcement? Then what we do is we sponsor a handler's course. We'll find okay. different handlers across the country. Um, police officers, you mean? Police officers, right. yep. Police officers or school resource officers. Um, and they go to Midlothian for two weeks, get matched with their dog, and train together for two weeks. And then they get sent back to their department to start work. And again, is this at any cost to the uh, local department? No cost. I mean, they have to pay their travel costs, but the dog is free, all the training, wow. the handler costs that's terrific. So, any of so the... does then the dog live with that handler, with that yep. police officer? Yes, or... they do. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if any uh, police officers or police chiefs out there are uh, interested in uh, adopting uh, one of these dogs for your own department, the uh, website again, uh, it's, Eric? It's animalfarmfoundation.org. And that's pretty minimal from an expense standpoint. If you're right. just paying for travel expenses, the whole course, the whole tuition for the dog and the handler right. 
is um, taken care of. Wow, yeah. what a public and, service. That's wonderful. Yeah, I was fascinated, Eric, to hear you say that there were dogs that would uh, you know, pick up somebody, pick up things for people who are, say, yep. confined in a wheelchair or, mm-hmm. or have trouble bending over. Yep. How does that work? So we have, um, it's called a mobility dog, and then we, we teach the dog to pick up whatever items they, the person might drop. So we, I have a person right now who has Parkinson's disease. Um, okay. And we're, we've, we're training a dog for him for mobility, mainly for retrieval. Um, and he, if he drops his keys, if he drops a pen, cell phone, the dog like immediately will pick it up, hand it right back to him. Oh, okay. Right, that, that's just terrific. On and again, average, size-wise, you, we did talk a little bit about that you vet and you look for some these dogs that may have, um, uh, from a public stand view, people think that they um, have poor reputations, like pit bull-looking dogs. And you explained to us that's not a breed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, what, what size is optimal for? It, does it matter? I mean, it, it depends on, big, on the dog's little? job. It, dep- it completely depends on the dog's job. A hearing okay. dog doesn't need to be a large dog as long as it can touch the person's leg to, to alert them. A mobility dog has to be big enough to either do balance or so the person can kind of hold their vest a little bit when they're walking, depending on what the job's going to be. A dog that's going to pull a wheelchair definitely needs to be bigger, you know, more muscular to be able to do that work. Gotcha. Now, um, uh, I was uh, fascinated, really, to find out that, uh, you know, you, you, you can do all this at no cost to people. Um, but if people are, you know, dog lovers and do want to help you out, uh, do you have any jobs for volunteers? Absolutely. Yeah, people can come. If they go on our website and get Which in is? touch, it's animalfarmfoundation.org. They can get in touch with us. We definitely have um, dogs at our shelter that could be walked and different things for volunteers. And what got there. you interested in this kind of work? I've always had a lot of dogs, and I actually started volunteering at Animal Farm to start, and eventually ended up working there. I adopted a dog and got a job there. (laughs) One thing leads to the other. And we're going to find out more about the great work of the Animal Farm Foundation from our terrific guest, Eric Stephenson, right after these important messages, so stay tuned. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Salisbury Bank and Riverside Division locations will offer banking services through drive-up windows. All branch lobbies will be temporarily closed to the public. In addition, our e-banking, mobile banking, ATMs, bank by phone, and night depositories are available for many banking functions. Please visit SalisburyBank.com for up-to-date information. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. 
Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to aarauctions.com, tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's aarauctions.com. At Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technicians. Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater, and welcome to the final segment of this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by Jonah Treeblosser. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. We're going to find out who let the dogs out. We are. Well, we have an expert here, Eric Stephenson from Animal Farm Foundation, who I don't blame him rolling his eyes right now <laughs> at the two of us. You didn't, warn, you didn't warn Eric about me, did you? He um, <laughs> Usually we have to uh, give him a little speech before yeah, we I, go I on need air, to be, Eric. I need to be muzzled. He needs to go to your doggy discipline school <laughs> up at Animal Farm Foundation. Who? Let's just recap. Explain to our listeners who've just joined us what exactly is Animal Farm Foundation. Thank you again. Um, Animal Farm Foundation is an advocacy group for dogs that are labeled pit bull in shelters. Uh, We try to end discrimination for those dogs and for their owners. We do that through three of our programs. We have um, a detection dog program, we have a service dog program, and then we have a program at Rikers Island called Pause of Purpose. Before we get into that, because we talked about the first two in the first two segments. let the public know it's it's not the breed it's the it's the dog that if if the dog goes bad and see that the owner's treated it bad or or there's something else it's not every pit bull it's not exactly. every uh great dane that's a problem yep exactly we we believe that all dogs are individuals so you need to look at each dog individually you can't stereotype the whole um it's not even a breed, but dogs that look like which a pit bull. I that was something I learned yeah, today. Yeah, me too. That a pit bull is not a type of dog. It's not like a Labrador. It's not a classification of a breed. But why do they call them pit bulls? I mean, where did that there's, come There's an from? American pit bull terrier. Um, there are different terriers, but they're all mainly mixed now. When you're looking at a dog out of a shelter, it's not a pure breed or purebred dog. Um, so we'd look at, you have to look at each dog individually. Like we were joking a little bit about the little dogs, like little chihuahuas, like biting and things. It's not everyone. It's just like a stereotype. Right. Um, you well, have to look I, at each I, one. I was in Ireland last year, and they love pitties. They call them pitties. They mm-hmm. they use them a lot for working dogs. Yeah. And and family dogs. They're they're everywhere. They're very popular. They're that that look of them. Mm-hmm. And the brindling. A lot of them are brindled. You'll have to explain what that is. Um, it's their patterns on their coats. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's oh. very um, 
very pretty, actually. Oh, yeah. So Eric Marble, marbled, marbled. Eric Stephenson of the Animal Farm Foundation. Tell us about your. Uh, Prisoner initiative on Rikers Island. So we have a program at Rikers Island. It's called Pause of Purpose, and we have a few different houses there. And we send dogs in, and they work with the inmates for eight weeks with a trainer. And then when they come out, they either go into our um, service dog program, or they go on to um, just be adopted as a pet. We've also had one. Well, dog. how if somebody wants to adopt a dog from you that maybe is more suited for? To be a companion to a family than to go out to Rikers Island. So if yeah. you if you go on our website, um, you can look at we have available dogs, and most of those dogs are either dogs that weren't quite up to working as a service dog, or they just went into Rikers and went through training, and they're just getting adopted. And website one more time is it's animalfarmfoundation.org. Get a pencil and paper, folks. Eric will repeat that before the end of the show. So getting back to the Rikers uh, Prison Initiative, where um, the uh, inmates uh, help tr- help you train the dogs. How did they get started? Uh, we have a, a trainer there that that we knew that asked if we would be able to help um, bring find dogs for them, and we decided that it was a good idea. Like it, it's good for the dogs. It's good for the inmates. Um, yeah, it gives them some companionship and something to do, rather absolutely. than just stare at the bar, you know, at the barred windows. They have to uh, kind of go through like background checks to get in there. Yeah. They have to behave, um, and then once they're working with the dog, they kind of have to do a little teamwork because they they all work with the dog together. Okay. Um, right now, we have a dog that is a service dog being trained in there so they i go down give them specific tasks that they need to train the dog and then when we go back you know see how the dog's doing and then hopefully when it's ready to come out we're like that much farther along with training now uh the the dogs that uh are still good dogs still good companionship dogs but aren't up to the uh tasks of uh, you know helping people in wheelchairs or helping the deaf uh you say it can't be adopted by families how, what's the process for that um, so what we do is, I mean, if you go on the website, fill out an application, um, we will have you come to Animal Farm and meet the dog. If you have a, a dog, we'll make sure that they get along together. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, just fill out an application, and then we will get in touch with you and, and set it, up an appointment. You have to make cost? sure it's the right fit. Yeah, is there any yeah. cost yes. to the family? Or no. donation? Can pe- people, people assumably can make yes, donations? People can definitely donate to um, Animal Farm if they if they adopt a dog or if they just wanted to donate to uh, help a service dog or the detection dog program. And your website, one more time, is? It's animalfarmfoundation.org. Located in Amenia, New York. You are a 501c3. And you have, I asked you this trick question before, but um, how many people about do you have on we have How many dogs? Forget well, the he's got the dog dog thing now. He yeah, knew the, like that. I want to know how many people are <laughs> have, up there at Animal so, Farm. We have six, six trainers, and okay. we have a, uh, different people in the office. We have a director. We have people in the office. Um, but six six people working, training with dogs. Every now, day. Y- you call yourself the Animal Farm Foundation. Is there an actual farm? There is a farm. Yes. Um, we have some rescue cows. We have some rescue horses. Um, we do have other animals. We had some goats. Uh, oh, wow. 
about a month ago that ended up getting adopted. I think we're trying to do a little bit more, but I mean, our main focus is the the dogs. But yes, it, it is a farm. And are, are you open up for people who want to like see the farm, we, like scout troops and church groups, youth groups? We're not open to the public, but definitely if. Uh, a group wanted to come out or somebody wanted to come right. for a tour, we would definitely make an appointment to come out. Yeah. Especially if they want to volunteer, right? Absolutely. And yep. they can contact you how? Uh, go through uh, our website. Which is? Animalfarmfoundation.org. So if you had the magic wand and you could make the world a better place for uh, for dogs and for people, um, what would you want to do? And then there's a place for you, Jonah. There is. There <laughs> so I don't think Eric has that answer. <laughs> it's a very but. musical show. I've, I've now sung three times. And, you know, ASCAP has to pay me some money. So uh, what would be your, your biggest wish on this uh, situation? Um, I think that if people just looked at all dogs as individuals, um, it, it would be the best thing. Uh, we'd be able to get dogs adopted much easier instead of, like, be less, no stereotypes, no discrimination. All right. Well, thank you very much, Eric Stephenson of the Animal Farm Foundation for everything that you do to make uh, dogs and people's lives better. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure. And Sarah, who do we have to thank for sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, after we get you adopted, Jonah. Yes. We'll worry about Radio I am Rotary. House, I am housebroken. <laughs> oh, that's a plus. Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, and the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffren, Walkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Dutchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. Together, we build schools out of abandoned buildings. Together, we bring food to hungry children in need. Together, we see solutions instead of problems. We are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, community leaders in your neighborhood and around the globe, brought together to do one thing, make more good happen. Connect with us at rotary.org. Together, we are Rotary, and we are people of action.